Hello and welcome to the Calmcast, a time to feel calm and think clearly. I'm Claire Downham, the Queen of Calm, a transformational life coach. I was a burnt out head teacher who finally made the journey to calm after years of trying and I want to prevent you from having to do the same. The Calmcast is a series of short explorations, gently guiding you back to your natural state, which is calm and clarity. Just listen like you would listen to music, with an open mind and curiosity. There's nothing else to do. Now let's relax into today's episode. So today we're talking about that lying voice inside your head. Um, I, I don't know whether I was ever really aware for a long, long time that there was a voice inside my head. And I don't mean that in a, in a kind of, um, you know, in a crazy way. <laughs> I don't, don't mean it in that way. I just mean that there is something, a continual stream of noise going across our heads and that it doesn't always have our best interests at heart and today I really want to focus on on looking after ourselves because it seems to me that that voice inside our heads as I say does not always have our best interests at heart that voice inside our heads might often say that we don't matter and that other things matter more so that voice inside your head might say, you need to stay up till 11 o'clock and get this work done rather than go to bed and have a decent night's sleep. I, when I say 11 o'clock, that's like super late for me. <laughs> I used to stay up till 11 o'clock working all the time when I was a head teacher. But I, if I last much past half past eight, nine o'clock these days, it's a miracle. Excuse me. Um, I, I don't tend to sleep Um I don't tend to go to sleep very late now. But if you've got a voice in your head that says, oh, you, you know, sleep, you'll manage without sleep or you're almost deliberately not going to bed at a decent time because you are trying to get stuff done rather than getting a decent night's sleep. The voice that's saying to do that is not a helpful voice. It's not the truth. And I suspect you, if you just bring about a little awareness to that, you will see that that voice, it is there a lot guiding you to do things that are not good for you. And that also what comes with that voice is some kind of slightly off feeling. Now, it took me a really long time of, of, well, not a long time, a couple of years of being in this conversation before I noticed my sense of urgency. The feeling that looks like it's telling me to get a shift on, to do things faster, to do more, to not, perhaps for me, it won't be not go to bed because I just go to bed when I'm tired, but um, it might be not go for a walk or not have, not, look like I've got time for exercise in inverted commas or whatever it is so there's something to be aware of around any voice that is in your head that is guiding you away from looking after yourself and that's why I've called it that lying voice inside your head so you might be thinking well why do we have a voice in our head that tells us not to look after ourselves <laughs> 
how ridiculous is that? Well, if if we think about when we're born, the only thing that drives us is getting ourselves looked after. And, and as I'm saying that, that's the first time I've actually thought about it like that. Babies just demand to be looked after, don't they? Like, babe, like people say horrible things about babies, but babies only cry when they've got something going on. So, you know, for babies, they cry when they're hungry. They often cry when they're tired and they cry when they want affection and they cry when they've got a soiled nappy, which is, you know, natural really, because it's not healthy for the skin to have that, you know, stuff against it. So babies only have a voice. They don't really have a voice in their head, but they only have one driver and that driver is to look after me or get somebody to look after me because I'm a, a, a hopeless, a hopeless, not a hopeless baby, <laughs> a helpless baby. I'm a helpless baby and I need somebody to, to, to look after me. And the only way I can let them know I need looking after is by um, crying. So I'm going to do that every time I have something that needs taken care of. Now, isn't that amazing? that we are born with self-care and looking after this physical form that we have at our absolute essence, because it's the only thing we ever make a noise about. Look after me, sort me out, clean my nappy, feed me, hug me, put me to bed, etc. Now, as we grow up, a voice starts to come into our heads. A voice that somehow starts to put us at the bottom of the list. And, you know, I, I don't know who's listening to this or watching it and what their gender is. Um, but for, for many women, that voice seems to get very, very loud. Because it looks like there's lots of other things we have to look after first. Now, I guess when we become mothers, perhaps, or when we enter a relationship where we you know that you might call some kind of family that that might get even louder but I think it starts before that and and it's and it's underpinned by some things we probably learn about in terms of us not mattering when we're younger so perhaps we're told to be quiet or perhaps um, we've somehow learned along the line that we're not quite as important as other people or um, our needs don't matter as much as the family's needs or, you know, and all children are probably learning that somewhere along the line. You know, I've probably taught my children that a little bit too. You know, well, it's tea time. I'm not hungry. Well, it's tea time. So we're eating now, <laughs> you know, so whether or not you're hungry or, you know, perhaps things like, and I know I've done this, you know, a child says they're hungry and you know you're going to prepare a meal in an hour, you kind of go, well, mm, don't have anything to eat now, wait till the meal. So again, we're, we're encouraging that switching off of listening to our own bodies and taking care of ourselves. And this is the thing that I really say a lot about self-care because self-care seems to have become a flipping ritual, a habit, a thing people have to do um in order to be okay and and for me self-care is more something that we can be and we can be somebody who listens to our body and, and our body lets us know you're tired now you're hungry now you need the toilet now 
you've been sat too long, get up, move, go for a walk, whatever it is. But once we are, once we've got a very loud lying voice in our head that says, you don't matter, you need to do everything else first, you must put everybody else first, then we stop doing that. As I said earlier on, we, we just stop even going to bed at a decent time because we're prioritizing everything else. We might be prioritizing our children or our parents or the rest of our family or our partner or our work or our business, you know, which is like, let's face it, for a lot of us, it's like another child, isn't it? You know, we feel very um, like we've birthed it and we must therefore prioritize it. And, and, and what I'm going to say next is one of those kind of old things that people say, but you can't pour from an empty cup. You, you, you think by doing all these things for other people that that's going to work out, but it doesn't. And, and, and I'm testament to that because I did put a lot of other people first and put other things first and, and put the outside world first in general, um, and ended up burnt out. And, were, you know, I keep saying this, but it is really one of those salutary tales of I didn't work for a year. Now, if you're a business owner and you're heading in that direction, I don't think you can afford to not work for a year. Can you? You know, I was super sick, really, really sick. And I, it, it wasn't good. There's a lot of things I couldn't do. All those people I'd been prioritizing over me and all those things I've been prioritizing in me, I couldn't do over me. I couldn't do any of them in the end. So where I'm pointing to today is, is not that we need to get rid of that voice or change it, but it is a bit like a toddler in the end, as you stop listening to it so much and you kind of go well no actually I'm not going to finish this work it can wait till the morning I'm going to bed now or I'm going to chill out and relax for a bit and then go to bed that's even better um then the more you do that the more you say no to things and people the more you put yourself first the more you listen to your body in the present moment and get in touch with what your body's telling you the 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 less that voice will turn up and the reason why I've called it that lying voice inside your head is that that is how I would like you to see it it's this this conversation is not about changing your thinking but it's about becoming aware and changing your relationship with it just because something says something inside your head doesn't mean it's true it, it's not even your voice it's not the voice of God it's not some instruction um, kit that lives inside your head it's none of those things it's the voice of old stuff that you learn from people many many years ago like I've been saying just you know the people who encouraged you to put you last the people who made you feel like you didn't matter that's what that voice is made of so I guess the question is why are you still listening to it it's not real it's not who you really are. And as you start to see that, as you start to let those thoughts pass, looking after yourself just makes sense. In the present moment, it makes sense to take care of yourself. I hope you do that today.
and and forward, not just today. <laughs> Forever would be lovely. Um, but it might take a while to get there. But you know where I am, you want to talk. Much love. Thank you so much for listening. There's nothing to do now but bring some awareness to how this is working out in your life. Listen regularly to experience longer and longer periods of calm. This has been the Calmcast with Claire Downham, Queen of Calm. Take care and keep listening.